Hey friends, welcome to the Robin Graham show. I'm so grateful you're joining me for another episode where we dive into entrepreneurship, faith, mental health, and so much more. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a brand strategist, business coach, and mentor. Join me every week to learn how mindset, strategy, and action combined will produce the results you were dreaming of. Discover your purpose and follow your God-led callings, values, visions, and passions to create a personal brand and strong foundation for long-term success. The sky is the limit when we spend time with like-minded people. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. Ready to learn? Grab your cup of coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Robin Graham show. We are starting the new year off. This is my first interview of the year 2022, and I am thrilled to be here and to start the year off on such a positive note. If you notice in my voice, I am just recovering from COVID. So I am struggling with a little bit of congestion and scratchy throat. So If you notice that my voice sounds different, that is why. So today I have a very special guest. She is Kelly Kusman, and she is the owner, designer, and vision behind Kayla Gray, a luxury line of clean fragrances, perfumes, and candles. So Kelly Kusman, welcome to the Robin Graham Show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to chat today. So we were talking a little bit before I hit record and um, listeners, you have to forgive me today too, because honest to goodness, this COVID fog is real and I don't feel like my brain is working as sharply as it normally does. So if you (laughs) sense a little hesitation in my voice and Kelly, please forgive me too, because you're like my victim here. If you notice this, that that's what's happening. Like this is a real thing and I didn't understand it before, but now I get it. So anyway, back to what I was saying, Kelly and I were talking before I started to record and scents are a big thing for me. I've always had an emotional connection to scents and I can't handle bad smells at all. And I really, really appreciate and treasure good sense. So it's really funny that we're having this conversation today. I did not lose my sense of smell during COVID. So that was a bonus. I was going to ask you that. That's great. <laughs> it's not as sharp and it's definitely my taste too is not as good as, as normal. Everything's kind of blah, but I did not lose either one of those things. So anyway, we don't have to talk about COVID any longer, but just, you know, Hey, it's part of life and this is the reality of today. So why not bring it into the show? But Kelly, will you tell the listeners a little bit about your journey? It's one that I think that people are going to find inspiring. Yeah, I would love to. Um, so again, my name is Kelly Kusman. I was actually born and raised in Wisconsin. I live in Arizona right now, but growing up, I spent a ton of time outdoors in nature and I really loved kind of watching the seasons change and, you know, discovering like the newness that brought with that. So like new flowers blooming, leaves changing. I always used to love how the snow blanketed the world and, you know, a beautiful sheet of white. Even though I was a nature girl, I was also very 
beauty obsessed. I remember going, buying, reading so many of the beauty magazines in my teen years. And in college, I landed my first adult job in retail as an assistant buyer of fragrances. And I was totally in heaven. It was like my dream job. I remember standing in the fragrance closet at work and just being in awe of all of the beautiful bottles. I would stand there and smell them and remember being so fascinated with every single scent. And a lot of the scents kind of took me back to moments in time, which I was always very fascinated with. For example, I would smell a men's fragrance that had like smoke notes to it. And it would take me back to my dad building fires when we were in the middle of cold winters growing up. Or if there was like a powdery note to a scent, it would remind me of my grandma. It really made memories tangible for me in some way. So that was always kind of a a thread throughout my life is nature, scents, and how they kind of you know, bring nostalgia back to me. I continued to work in retail throughout my career. I spent 17 years in in corporate jobs within retail. And really, I loved it. I loved working in, in corporate jobs. I loved working in retail. Retail was fascinating to me, the fast pace of it. I just loved it. But my dad was an entrepreneur. And I was always fascinated watching him build his dream business and kind of build the freedom around, you know, family life and, you know, trying to figure it all out and make it all work. So I always in my heart knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but it was really hard to walk away from a steady paycheck and bonuses and, you know, accolades and all of the things that a big corporate job brings with it. So I moved actually to Arizona in 2010 for a job in corporate retail and met my husband a couple of years later. We got married and decided we wanted to start trying for a family. And so I ended up getting pregnant in 2017. I was super excited, you know, planning all the things that you do once you realize that you're pregnant and then actually suffered from a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and almost lost my life that year. It was a crazy wild day that it all happened, you know, and it was pretty devastating. Uh, And it really changed a lot of things in my life looking back on, you know, how the pre before the ruptured ectopic and then the things that, you know, were kind of important to me after the ruptured ectopic. And then it actually happened again in 2018. We got pregnant and I actually had another ruptured ectopic pregnancy. I was devastated, spent a ton of time in therapy. And I think working through all of that, I really realized that life is short and uh, I need to go after the things that I love and go after my dreams. And so I started working on my dream business, which was a fragrance business and decided to name the company Kayla Gray because that was going to be the name of our first baby. So I really wanted to create something beautiful out of the heartache that I had experienced and put something that meant so much to me, beautiful fragrances of how it brings back beautiful memories for people out into the world to kind of honor the heartbreak that we went through. I love so much of what you said. And I think the most important thing for me and the most inspiring thing for me is that you took something so sad, so dark, and came from that place to to shed light for everybody else. And I think that's so beautiful because, and you're right, you know, those scents bring back memories. It's very nostalgic. And so to do what you're doing, and, and I think it's beautiful that you use your first baby's name, Kayla Gray. It's a gorgeous name, first of all, but it's a beautiful name for a brand as well. And I think that, you know, the opportunity that that you have to share from a depth of despair to your transformation and then using your gifts and your skills to bring something so positive to everyone else. It takes a lot of strength to do that. And I think it's very inspiring. Thank you very much. It was, it was hard. I mean, I was in a depression for a long time after the first ruptured ectopic and I needed a lot of time to kind of sit within my grief, feel it, process through all of the different stages, the denial, anger, depression, and then finally reaching acceptance about all of it. But for me, 
I need to take action in order to feel better, to kind of pull myself out of the depression. Therapy and action are the things that, you know, work for me. And I really wanted to share my story because of the way that I felt going through all of it. I was really lonely. All of my girlfriends were having babies. I was the one that couldn't have the baby, you know, and even now, you know, I, I don't have fallopian tubes to be able to have my own baby easily. And it's hard. And, you know, I constantly working through it, constantly going to therapy to make sure that I'm honoring my emotions in the right way uh, for me, the right way for me. And I just felt it was really important to put my feelings, emotions into action and do something about it. And the more that I share my story, the more women tell me their stories and tell mm-hmm. me how they're feeling. They talk about it, how, how alone they feel through it all. And, you know, me sharing it, it takes a little bit of the shame and the sadness and the aloneness away from the loss. Cause I, I felt the same way. And it was strange and sad to feel alone in a world of, it happens to 20% of women, you know, mm-hmm. and, but nobody really talks about it. So it was important to me to talk about it. Two things that I love. I love the fact that you're bringing it to the surface because you're right. There are so many things that we don't talk about. And you mentioned the word shame. And I think so much of the root of that is shame that we don't because we're not able to do what somebody else has done. And just inevitably we, and especially now with an online world, we see everything. And so we're constantly comparing. And that does lead us down that road of shame. I just interviewed Tanya Dalton, who is a productivity expert, author, speaker. She wrote a book called On Purpose. And we spoke about her book, but this is one of the things that she has decided for 2022 to go completely off of social media because it's not aligned with her values. And it takes such bold strength to be able to do something that drastic. But the reality Mm -hmm. is, So oftentimes when we're going through something, a heartache or a challenge or suffering through something, shame comes to the surface. And when you're seeing everybody else have something and you can't have it, it does bring on shame. The second thing I like that you said, and I, and I talk a lot about this in my book, we have a whole chapter on shame, but the other thing is action And without action, we stay stagnant. It's just inevitable. We're not going to grow. We're not going to transform. We're not going to shift emotionally, physically, or anything if we don't take action. And that's one of the big mottos in my book is action over anxiety. So I love that you took action over depression, sadness, grief, because without action, how would you have overcome that? But your action that you took, I know it wasn't easy to start. It never is right. It's one foot in front of the other, but I think that's something that you could probably really help listeners understand. Like it wasn't, you took massive action the first day you had to start and take baby step action first, and then gradually get to where you are. So I would love to have you walk through the action steps that you took to not only uncover and overcome your grief, but then to start something totally new. I mean, you, you went through so much and then you didn't just go back into the life you had, you left that life to start something new and have a bigger impact in the world. So I would love for you to talk us through that action and how you, how you took it. It's so interesting. You say kind of shedding the life that I had before and then coming into something new, because that's exactly what happened. After, you know, the loss, I spent a lot of time in therapy, working through the emotions, journaling about the emotions. I actually did some EMDR that really helped me bring out a lot of things under the surface that I didn't even realize were impacting the way that I was feeling or the way that I was responding um, to the grief. And so I spent a ton of time journaling. 
one of the things that was really, really, really interesting for me is that I was noticing the tiny little moments in life and things surrounding me. It was almost like things were like in hyper color, hyper sound, hyper smell. Like it was just like I was experiencing the world in such a different way because I re I came to realize that this isn't guaranteed and I need to appreciate all the teeny tiny little moments in life. So as I was journaling through the grief, I was also, I made it a point that every single day to kind of take a moment, look around me, take a big breath in and see the beauty. Like what am I seeing that's beautiful around me? It would be literally going outside for a walk. Even if it was a five minute walk, because I was just exhausted and just didn't want to get through the day, a five minute walk outside, I would look up into the sky and see how beautiful those clouds were that day, how bright blue the sky was. Like it just took my breath away. And I realized how much I had been just going through the motions and missing all of these beautiful things around me. And as I was kind of journaling and writing about all of the beautiful things it brought me back to the nature that I was growing, that I grew up with and how much I was just in love with nature and all of the, the ways that it just filled my soul. And as I was kind of doing that, the fragrances came back to me. I would start to smell things like a tomato leaf in my garden and it would bring me instantly back to my mom's garden growing up. And so it just kind of naturally came about that I was like, yeah, I need to start my business. It's fragrance. It's what brings me joy. It's what brings me happiness. And so like you were stating, it's baby steps. Like it was one foot in front of the other, taking a walk, journaling. I started Googling how to be a perfumer. I started literally signing up because I started this in 2019, 2020, when every, the world was just shutting down. And so I started taking online Zoom classes to learn about perfumery. I started purchasing fragrance notes. You can see I have a whole wall behind me of different fragrance notes and just learning and discovering and putting different combinations together. And then luckily I had a, a background in retail. So it kind of helped me know and understand um, you know, all, all the ins and outs of financials and how to figure out how to source packaging and all of those types of things. So I did have you know, a little bit of a history in order to figure out how to do that. But even there, I just started researching packaging suppliers and I just started experimenting, taking one step in front of the other. I started working on a logo, started working on like, you know, what is this brand going to look like every single day? Just one, one foot in front of the other, one little step in order to kind of dream, dream big and actually build something that connects back to my dreams in my heart. Now, did you leave your corporate job before you started all of this or were you doing this on the side? I was doing it on the side. So I was working two full-time jobs for about 18 months. I launched Kayla Gray on Black Friday of 2020. So about a year ago, and I had been working on it for about 18 months before then. So within those 18 months, I was doing a full-time job. I was actually a senior director for a large corporation. So yeah, I was working on both. It was a lot, but it kept me busy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those distractions are are powerful, right? Yeah. And empowering. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about these scents and how you come up with them. I'm so curious how this works. It always comes back to a memory for me. Always, always, always. So an example would be, I've got four different scents, petals, water, cozy, and hearth. Petals is like our springtime scent. So each of the scents kind of denotes a different season uh, within the year. So spring is our petal scent, which is a very light powdery floral. I used to take alone trips, I would call them to California and just be alone with myself for a couple of days to journal, to reflect, to kind of, you know, center myself before going back into the busy world. And this scent petals always reminded me kind of of that time in my life. It just, it almost smells like clean laundry and floral at the same time. It, it just 
reminds me of the beach. So water is our super summary. It reminds me of, you know, sipping drinks by the pool. It's got a ton of cucumber in it. It almost reminds me of spa water as well. So that just brought back a ton of memories of Arizona for me. And then I've got cozy and cozy is our fall scent, which it just makes me think about like wrapping up in a big, super cuddly blanket and sipping coffee outside on a chilly morning as the winter starts to come. And then we've got our hearth scent, which totally reminds me of my dad lighting fires in the middle of winter, creating bonfires. It's just got that smoky scent to it. So for me, when I create scents, it really starts with a memory and then I kind of break down that memory into what are the different scent notes, like fragrance notes that make up that memory. And then literally I'll go back to my fragrance note wall behind me and just start combining different things. And then once I come up with a scent that I really, really love, I send it off to a fragrance house to cleanly formulate it for me. So I strip out all of the paraben salates and thousands of other ingredients that we are just not comfortable putting out into the world because it's important to us to have healthier products for people. Because, you know, when I realized I was pregnant, I had no idea how unhealthy a lot of the products that I was using really were for me. It was very eye opening and, you know, it, it was pretty saddening, quite honestly. And so I was excited to create something healthier to put out into the world. So I just, I felt good about it. And so the scents, are they like perfume? Like you actually put them on your, on your skin and you smell great or just like these scents for the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfume and uh, candles. We do perfume candles. We're starting to dabble into some other bath to body items as well. Oh, that's so fun. So how did you, I would love to know, because I think we have a combination of product entrepreneurs who listen to the show. We've got service entre- entrepreneurs and we have corporate employees who listen to the show. So I would love to know when you were navigating all of this, you had a little bit of background. So you had a bonus, like that was a blessing for you. It made it a lot easier, but Mm -hmm. how did you find the resources to actually manufacture your sense? Because I'm assuming that when you send them off to be cleaned and purified and created blended, then they also package them. That's a separate step. Yep. So I've got a perfume manufacturer. So it's called a fragrance house. And then I send that and then they send me the actual fragrance oil. That fragrance oil then goes off to a perfume fill house that fills my bottles for me. Same thing with a candle manufacturer. I was doing all of this myself in my house when I first started, but I just, (laughs) it was just overwhelming. Like I wasn't able to keep up with orders and which is a great problem to have. Um, But I quickly realized that I needed to outsource these things in order to keep up with demand. And so when I first started researching and trying to really understand this market and all the people that were in the market, it really came down to networking. I spent a ton of time reaching out to people, DMing people, asking people for 30 minute meetings to kind of talk to them about how they started, what resources they're using. I spent a ton of time Googling. I didn't know anybody in the space. So I was literally starting from scratch. And so really it was all about the connections that I made and the people that I was talking to that gave me like little nuggets of information that I would then spend an hour researching, you know, this thing on Google and calling 10 different people that they had suggested until I figured out who the right manufacturers and partners were for me, people that had the same exact values that I did. And those were the people that I I decided to move forward with working on with Kayla Gray. So I love that you just said that people that had the same values as you, because oftentimes we lose sight of that. And I had interviewed KJ Blattenbauer way back in the beginning of 2020. And then again in 2021, because she totally shifted gears. She was a a PR agent and then she was a dress designer and she was going to manufacture these dresses and they were darling, but then COVID hit and 
to try to get those dresses made in the U.S. was virtually impossible, especially from a cost perspective. And then the world shut down. So she was really up against a wall and she shifted gears completely to now she creates luxury stationery and dust calendars. And so she was, you know, talking about her process and everything and finding these people. But that was another thing that was really important to her is aligning those values with the people that are going to be producing your products. And I think there's nothing more important in my mind, whether you're a service provider or a product provider, that you align your vision, your passions with your values and make sure that every partner that you have in place, because that is, or client is aligned with your values. Because otherwise what happens? You end up completely frustrated and you're selling yourself short. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was all about integrity. I had spent 17 years of my career working with different sourcing partners and production partners in my retail career in all of my leadership roles. And so I could very quickly see who the really good partners were and the ones that, you know, were not very good, maybe not, you know, hundred percent ethical all of the time. The ones that we were constantly having production issues with the ones that weren't open and honest within communication when they were having struggles. And so it was very important for me to build trusting relationships that are going to last. I don't want the lowest cost partner you know, just so I can make more margin. That's not important to me. I want the partner that is going to be super honest with me about their raw material shortage struggles. We can figure it out together. And those are the types of partners that I want to have, especially as we navigate things like a pandemic and all of the shortages. I launched my brand in the middle of the pandemic. And the fact that I had such strong relationships with my partners, we were able to figure it out together. Yes, there were things that we were shorted on. Yes, there were things that didn't launch on time. But you know what? It's okay. We're going to figure it out. I want to make sure that my products are all manufactured in the United States. And if that costs me a little bit more, but for me, it feels good integrity-wise, I'm going to do it. So it, it was just really, really important to me to have good partners. I love that. And how did you decide on fragrances and candles? And now you're adding in the, the bath and body and, and stuff like that. But how did you make that decision? I would always smell like a really beautiful candle and be like, I want this to be in a lotion or like, why can't this be in a perfume? Because I wanted a signature scent that like literally would go all over my house. And then when I stepped out of my house, it would be all over me. Like I want people to smell something and think of, oh, that's Kelly scent. When you walk into her house or she's outside, you know, in a meeting, you know, at a bar or something like that. Like I want a signature scent to extend throughout all the different aspects of your life. So I started with just two things I love and that's perfume and candles. There's nothing better than taking a bath with a candle lit next to you. And, you know, just having that scent fill the room with a beautiful flickering light. So I for sure wanted to do a candle and then perfume, like I said earlier, I'm just fragrance obsessed. And so there was just no doubt in my mind that that was going to be my star item for sure. I love it. And then Kelly, you talked about the purity and I know I saw on your website, there's this whole list of items that are not in your products. So I would love for you to touch on that just a little bit. You mentioned it briefly when you were talking about when you were pregnant and you realized how many things we actually do use that have things that are not healthy, that have potential toxicity related to them. So I would love for you to touch on that just a little bit and why that's so important to you. Yeah, it was really, as I started digging into it, it, like I said, it really opened my eyes when I was pregnant, realized all of these things 
that I'm using, I can't use while I'm pregnant, then why am I using them every day normally? And so I switched to as much clean as I, as I could. I mean, to be totally transparent, I'm not hundred percent clean in my life. It's hard. It's expensive. I do the best that I can. And I think most women try to do the best they can, but really the conventional beauty and personal care industry is really very, very, very minimally regulated here in the US. There's actually only 11 cosmetic ingredients that are currently banned by the FDA. But in Europe, there's over 1300 ingredients that are banned 1300 Mm -hmm. compared to 11, like it's shocking. And so companies operating within the US have much less stringent regulations than they do in other countries of the world. So there's a ton of potentially harmful ingredients that are in a lot of the cosmetics that we use, um, like carcinogens, irritants, endocrine disruptors. And so it was really, really important to me to kind of dive in and do the research to figure out what clean means to me. Because another thing that's not regulated in the cosmetic industry is even the word clean. Nobody's checking me or my company on what clean means. And if I'm meeting those standards, it's really up to a company to figure out what clean means to them. And it's up to the consumer to do research to figure out whether or not this is clean enough for them to put on their body. It's kind of a shame, to be honest. And to me, it's a bummer that customers have to do so much research to figure out what they're putting on their body to figure out if it's healthy for them or not. So I spent a ton of time just doing research. We use European standards on all of our products, and we don't include any of those ingredients in any of our products. So no phthalates, parabens, carcinogens, anything that can harm you are in our products, because that was just important to me. People deserve better products. You know, It may cost me a little bit more as you know the brand, but it's important to me to not put something like that out there that could hurt people. Yeah, I love that. And I, and I truly appreciate it. One of my coaching clients, she has a skincare line, Lord and Lily, and she's very passionate about this. So when I was reading your website, I was, I was like, this is awesome. We need more and more women to help other women become more aware of these things, because especially when, you know, our children are putting things on and they're buying things at the mall on their own. And it's just that awareness to keep everybody safe and healthy over the long term is so important. Kelly, I have really enjoyed this conversation. This is, I love fragrances. I cannot wait to hop back over to your website and actually make a purchase, but I know you do have a special gift for the listeners and I would love for you to share that with them just real quickly. Yeah, I would love everybody to try our fragrances. So I'd love to give you guys 20% off the entire website. Uh, You can use code 20discovery. And the thing I usually suggest that people start with is our discovery kit. So it's a little kit that contains one of each of our four core scents and little sample size sprays. It's a great way to kind of test and discover and figure out which one is the best fit for you and actually find myself layering a lot of them uh, to kind of create my own signature scent as well. Uh, So that's $20. So I would suggest kind of hopping over there and trying our discovery kit and see if there's one that you fall in love with. And the candles are the same scents as the fragrances. Yeah. So we have four core scents and all of those four core scents are available in full-size perfumes, roller balls, and a candle. Awesome. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. How can the listeners connect with you? Uh, You can find us on Instagram at Kayla Gray Co, which is C-A-Y-L-A-G-R-A-Y-C-O. And then our website, which is kaylagray.com. That's awesome. And I will put those links in the show notes so that everyone can access those with ease. Listeners, thank you so much for being here. If you stayed till the end, I really, really appreciate you. And I'm so glad that you found this episode inspiring. And I hope that you're now inspired to go out and take action and do something that inspires yourself, that it lights you up and that you can then translate that to the world.
just like Kelly did. Have a Thank great week. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. You've been dreaming big and have an audacious goal, but don't know where to begin to make it all come true. You're tired of spinning your wheels and investing in online courses that you don't have time to finish. You are finally ready to invest in yourself and your business to make your dreams a reality. And I'm here to help you. Together, we'll work on mindset, create a brand marketing strategy, and take intentional action to achieve the results that you want and your clients need. Work with me in my one-to-one six-month coaching program or for a VIP day. Not sure which is best for you? Schedule a free mentorship call and we'll decide together. Just go to www.therobingraham.com. Both options are invaluable. And that's a wrap, friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Ratings and reviews are how we grow and more people find the show. It would mean the world to me. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Have questions about building a personal brand and business for success? Book a free mentorship call with me at www.therobingraham.com. Until next time, remember to smile.